Thank you. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
darkest times on a pitch black night He rode a horse of the purest white He knocked on the door, kind of prison afraid In his hand, a bag of money What shall I do when the money runs dry? Here's a prayer that could pierce the sky What shall I do when the gold runs dry? Here's a prayer that could pierce the sky And the They surrounded me These three words they set me free When you got no strength and you cry and please Lost in the forest can't find the trees Here's what you do when the money runs dry Here's a prayer that could pierce the sky Here's what you do when the gold runs dry Here's a prayer that could pierce the sky
Brilliant songwriting. I mean, I, I'll tell you. When I was on the phone with A.B., he was telling me about the uh, compositions on this. Unbelievable. H, Volume 3, uh, Ani Maman is the name of that one. Bayoma Who before that. El Aka was brand new from 8th Day. Avremo had Ribona Shalom. Ohad with a great Seder song, Rock HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Na'avor, the theme of COVID-19 here at JM in the AM. Avarnu et paro, na'avor gametzeh. Yeah, we got past Paro, and we will uh, get past this as well with the help of the one above, just like with Paro. And uh, Regesh, of course, Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Tuesday on this April 7th, day 13 in the month of Nissan, the year 5780, Tough Shin Pei. Tonight is Bedikas Chametz. Tonight is the search for the Chametz. Um, tonight is also the final night. I think you have till around 10 p.m. Eastern time to say Kiddush Lavana. And I know a lot of people are very careful to say it each month. And I would think this month, with everything that's happening, one would want to make sure to bless the new moon. 
so Kiddush Lavana told tonight, assuming one can see the moon, thank goodness we saw it last night and we were able to take care of that. Um, I'm not going to go through the times for tomorrow yet because I don't want to confuse things. Um, but um, tomorrow is, of course, era of Pesach. The only time I will mention right now is that uh, our Siyum, for Tanis Bechorim is going to be uh, is going to be at, at seven forty five. Rabbi Goldwasser see him at seven forty five uh, tomorrow morning here at uh, JM in the AM. Fifty two degrees, thirty eight percent humidity. Winds are west at five miles an hour. Partly cloudy with a high of sixty four. Then tonight showers and a low of fifty. Tomorrow morning showers and a high of fifty eight degrees. You shall lie at sixty one. We're at fifty two here in New York City as we say good morning. At JM and the AM, please support our 2020 campaign. It seems like we are asking people for support for every cause out there except for ours, and we need to keep on going. Um, those of you out there who are um, inclined to help us, those of you who want to keep uh, JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network going and having us continue everything we do on a daily basis, go to fjbunity.org. There are sponsorship opportunities there as well. fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Please, <laughs> and do what you can to help us out because uh, we want to continue going the same way everyone else wants to keep going. But it seems we've been concentrating on everybody else and not us. <laughs> So a pre-Pesach donation would be very, very helpful and very, very welcome. Uh, FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org. And again, you can uh, sponsor um, any of the sponsorship opportunities that you'll see there on the top right of the page. Well, tomorrow night is the Seder, and uh, it's going to be a different Pesach, one that uh, I was mentioning to Simon yesterday how you know I, I had read somewhere, someone had posted that uh, there will be more Pesach's Durham Pesach Seders this year than any other year in history, most likely. And that's probably true because of the situation, because of the uh, the virus. Um, so I guess, you know, if we're going to look at some of the positive things, if we're going to, if we're going to, uh, you know, literally look at the positive aspects of what's going on with the... Uh, this unique year. That's uh, those are some of the things you have to consider. Uh, we have an opportunity to really um, make this a very meaningful Pesach for our families, and to please God for the nation of Israel, and please God for the one above. And it all starts tomorrow night. Please, please be in touch with people who are understandably alone, whether they be elderly or not, because there are going to be a lot of people alone for the Seder. And as, as I've been saying, it's one thing when, when one has to be alone outside of Israel for a three-day untiv. That's, uh, you know, difficult to deal with, and everyone understands why it's difficult to deal with it. But... When you have normal circumstances of a three-day untif, you know, people have been at work until then, and people are busy and going out and doing things they need to do, and a lot of people tonight would be spending uh, time just, you know, going out to eat because 
People don't want to eat at home tonight it, under normal circumstances. And um, and then they would start Yantif, and, you know, it would be a difficult three days when you're alone. But now, after having been secluded for weeks, already for weeks, now having to start that Yantif, it's going to be much more difficult. So keep that in mind as you rightfully worry about friends and family who are literally alone during the uh, during the holiday and specifically during the first three days of the holiday. Badika Schametz is tonight. Do we have a, uh, well, I guess uh, sunset here in the New York area is just before 7.30, so I guess most people will do Badika Schametz after 8 o'clock or so, after 8.15 or so. And tomorrow morning we'll gather 7.45 for the Seum here at JM in the AM. Um, we'll announce, of course, the final eating times in the New York area for, um, for chametz and to quote unquote burn your chametz. Of course, this year we're not burning it, um, but we'll have an opportunity to burn the chametz or get rid of the chametz, uh, before the specific time. Also tomorrow morning, uh, davening is a little different. And I don't really want to mention this because I don't want people to get confused with today. Today is a regular davening. The only thing we don't say today is Tachanun because it's Nisan. So today, Tuesday, is a regular davening. Wednesday, just keep in mind for tomorrow morning and inform your family, since everyone is davening separately, that um, that there is no Mizmor Lasoda tomorrow and there is no Lamnatzeach tomorrow. Just key. Yeah, tomorrow, in fact, tomorrow morning, I believe, is always the uh, the shortest davening of the year, right, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so there's no Mizmarla Soda, no Lam Natseach. Keep that in mind. Yeah, when it's not, when it's a non-laning day, right. When it's a non-laning day, it is the uh, shortest davening of the year. I think that that's true. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm trying to think now. <laughs> If anything could beat it, but I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, all right, so keep that in mind. No, that, that and that's for tomorrow. Those two, those two points are for tomorrow morning's tefillah. Um, all right, so that basically uh, that basically does it for now. Uh, we have special guests joining us. Phil Rosen is going to join us. One of the things we haven't really spoken about was the. Uh, was um, Bibi's, I guess we can call it, brilliant machinations in getting to be prime minister again. So we'll discuss that. Also, we'll talk about Yad Sarah. Aaron Frankel, the matcher in the Yad Sarah campaign, is going to join us. They've reached their goal, but they're in bonus time over at charity.com slash Yad Sarah, charity.com slash Yad Sarah. And we're also going to check in with one of the nurses at Shari Tzedek Medical Center, one of our favorite places in Israel. Not favorite, because obviously we don't like to visit there when, God forbid, something goes wrong, but favorite because we love visiting there. And we get an opportunity to see what they're doing and how they're helping people. It's an amazing place, Shari Tzedek. Uh, so we'll check in with her in the 8 o'clock hour here at JM in the AM. So that's uh, some of the stuff that's going on, some of the things that are happening as we uh, continue on this Tuesday morning broadcast. And um, we'll continue with this one from R.E.A. Kunstler. More coming up. It's J.M. in the A.M.
J.M. in the A.M., Kesher, volume number three. Thank you, Mark Zomick, for making that available to us. <laughs> He's right. It's a great album, and I appreciate him uh, loading that up into our system. Uh, Rock On was the Shlomi Dax medley, Up Like a Lion, done by Aryeh Kunstler. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and AlchemSiegel.com, and the AlchemSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. The um, uh, Gali Tal in the background with our news from Israel coming up. Phil Rosen will join us in the 7 o'clock hour. We'll talk a little bit about Israeli politics. 8 o'clock hour. Very important. In addition to the Yad Sarah campaign, we're going to be speaking with uh, a nurse at Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem during this uh, critical time, to say the least. Also, we have a brand new song from your Achmiel Begun. Uh, specifically made for the era that we're in right now as we get closer to Pesach tomorrow night and get ready for a very different holiday than usual. So we'll have that for you coming up here at JMNAM as well. Tomorrow morning, our Seum for my Goldwasser at 7.45, 7.45 Eastern time for the Seum tomorrow morning. Tanis Bechorim Seum, which this year you can, in fact, rely on, <laughs> as hard as that is to believe. <laughs> And uh, again, that's going to happen on. Uh, that's going to happen on um, on uh, the tomorrow, Wednesday at seven forty-five, right here at JM and the AM. So to see him for Tanis Bechorim tomorrow morning, 
Support us by going to fjbunity.org. Support our 2020 campaign and keep us going by going to fjbunity.org. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio. 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JMNAM. גליצל מירושלים השעה שתיים, שלום רב, כאן רני אבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. הממשלה אישרה, הסגר יחל הערב בשעה שבע, העוצר יחל מחר בשלוש בצהריים. כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרף וולברג. הממשלה אישרה פה אחד כי הסגר יחל היום בשבע בערב וייגמר בשישי בשבע בבוקר, ובזמן הזה ייאסר מעבר בין ערים ויישובים. ממחר בשלוש אחרי הצהריים ועד לחמישי בשבע בבוקר יוטל עוצר כללי ולא ניתן יהיה לצאת גם לרכישת מזון. התחבורה הציבורית תפעל היום עד השעה שמונה בערב. כמאה וחמישים חיילי גדוד הלוחמה האלקטרונית בצה"ל שוהים בבידוד. הגדוד נערך לגיוס חיילי מילואים. דיווח לראשונה כתבנו הצבאי צחי דבוש. חייל שיצא למסיבת פורים ושב לבסיס אובחן כחולה קורונה. בעקבותיו שלושה חיילים נוספים אובחנו כחולים. 23 חיילים פיתחו תסמינים, ו-150 חיילים נכנסו לבידוד. בעקבות המשבר החמור בגדוד של הלוחמה האלקטרונית של צה"ל, נערכים לגיוס של אנשי מילואים. זאת כדי להבטיח את היכולת המבצעית. הסתדרות עובדי המעבדות ומשרד האוצר סיכמו על עבודה במתכונת של 24-7. פרסם לראשונה כתבנו לענייני בריאות מאיר מרציאנו. משרד האוצר והסתדרות עובדי המעבדות חתמו על הסכם לפיו המעבדות יעברו למתכונת עבודה של 24 שעות, 7 ימים בשבוע. העובדים יקבלו תוספת שכר. כמו כן, בדומה לצוותים הרפואיים בבתי החולים, עובדי המעבדות יעבדו בקבוצות שונות שלא יורשו לבוא במגע אחת עם השנייה, כדי למנוע הידבקות בנגיף והשבתה של מעבדות. מזכ"לית הסתדרות המורים יפה בן דוד פנתה למשרד הבריאות בבקשה לשקול מחדש את האישור שניתן לפתיחת מוסדות החינוך המיוחד. פרסם לראשונה כתבנו לענייני חינוך. דורון קדוש. לצערי אני מעריכה כי מורים רבים לא יגיעו לעבודה מתוך חשש לשלומם ולשלום בני משפחותיהם, כתבה בן דוד למשנה למנכ"ל משרד הבריאות, הפרופסור איתמר גרוטו. הבקשה באה בעקבות מאות פניות של מורים בחינוך המיוחד שחוששים לחזור לשגרה אחרי הפסח. מורה מצפון הארץ אמרה לגלי צה"ל, אנחנו לא שפני ניסיונות, החזרת הלימודים תהיה פשוט הפקרות. ארגון הבריאות העולמי מזהיר את מדינות העולם, אל תבטלו את ההגבלות מוקדם מדי, כתב חדשות החוץ אבי גמולקה. המפתח כרגע הוא לא לשחרר את ההגבלות לפני הזמן, כי עשויה להיות התפרצות שנייה, כך מסר דובר הארגון והוסיף, אם יוצאים מהמיטה מוקדם מדי כשאתה חולה, עשויים להיות סיבוכים. בתוך כך, בספרד נרשמה הבוקר שוב עלייה במספר המתים לעומת היום הקודם, ביממה האחרונה גבתה מגפת הקורונה בספרד 743 בני אדם. מזג האוויר, ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. It's late at night in the soft candlelight 
as it casts its warm glow on the pages and the words that he sees are the secret the key that has kept us alive through the ages why does he cherish the
Let's go. 
אתה רוצה שנבין מזה, איך מתנתקים ומתחברים אל הלב הזה. רוצה לחיות אותך ולא להיות לבד. ומה אתה רוצה שנלמד מזה, ואיך נדע להתאחד בפירוד הזה? שמע ישראל השם אחד ושמו אחד, אחד ושמו אחד. J.M. and the A.M. Yishai Rebo with a song that has uh, really made its mark. Keter Malucha, specifically about this COVID-19 virus that's paralyzing the world. Ohad before that with Ms. Spalim. You heard Lule done by the uh, cast of the OL concert from years ago. J.M. and the A.M., good morning. Listener Judy wants to know if the new 8th day Alakad the Mayor or if the new Yerachmiel Begun songs are coming out on CD. Well, I doubt it. <laughs> frankly <laughs> they're they're both oh i don't know if alakad the mayor is on youtube but uh yorachmiel begun's brand new one is on youtube i doubt it most of these are just downloads at this point but you never know but most of them are just downloads um thank you for being there and helping create the right mix of moods for this time my kids and i would love to hear keter malucha from yishai rebo chag samach from the gelman family in yehud israel thank you so much to the gelmans for that much appreciated you want to comment on the app, go to the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. If you want to support our cause, if you want to keep JM and AM and the um, uh, Nahum Siegel Network going, uh, please join our 2020 campaign. I know it's a rough time to join a campaign, but we need you. FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org. There are sponsorship opportunities if you want to give for somebody's yard site, birthday, whatever the case may be. So please do so, and I appreciate it very, very much. Um, tomorrow, the CM will be at 745. Rabbi Goldwasser has told us that the CM will be at 745 tomorrow. So keep that in mind. 745 uh, for Tanis Bechorim. That's when we'll speak to Rabbi Goldwasser. And uh, we'll run through all the times for tomorrow. Um, you know, for the New York area and uh, put together a nice Erev Pesach program for everybody. We're back Monday. Actually, Matis, will, knowing Matis, he's going to do a show Sunday, Cholomoid. I would assume so, knowing Matis. April 12th, Sunday. Count on Matis being on between 7 and 9 a.m. We should really get him on the air tomorrow and discuss that. Try to get him on at some point tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, Matis should be on tomorrow, or I should say Sunday. And uh, we're here Monday and Tuesday, which will be Monday, full day, Cholomoid, and then Tuesday, Erev Yantif. And then back Friday morning, which is Isru Chag for uh, outside of Israel. That'll be Isru Chag. So these two weeks of Pesach, this week and next, hopefully we'll all have a peaceful, wonderful Yantif together in our own homes. And then uh, and the question is, what will happen? What will happen in New York State? They've uh, extended already the uh, stay-at-home order for at least a week after Pesach in the country here in the United States. Um, the regulations are in effect for two weeks after Pesach through April thirtieth. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So we'll get through the holiday of Pesach healthy. It's with great sadness because of uh, so many years that um, 
that I knew him and um, such an impact he had on the Jewish world. It is with tremendous sadness that we uh, mentioned the passing of the Novominsker Rebbe, who uh, I'm assuming was, uh, was Nifter, passed away from the coronavirus. Somebody who has been a very effective leader with the Agudas Yisrael and the Moetzes Kedolia Torah. And um, whenever we would visit in the old days, and I'm talking about 25, 30 years ago, whenever we would visit uh, Camp Rayim, that's where uh, the Novominsker Rebbe had his learning camp uh, during the summer, and we'd have an opportunity to see him and speak with him, and very meaningful to us at that time, and uh, very sad about his passing. Uh, the Novominsker Rebbe has passed away, yet another victim of this terrible virus that is paralyzing the world. 23 minutes after 7 o'clock, JM in the AM. Um, Yerachmiel Begun has created, has composed, and is singing a brand new song about this period of time. Yerachmiel always does that, to his credit. Um, I'm thinking of at least a couple other occasions where he really released songs that Dafka have to do with the period of time that we're in. May Hashem protect us, composed and sung by Yerachmiel Begun at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. with um, Yerachmiel begun here on a Tuesday morning. Getting close to Erev Pesach. Tomorrow is uh, Tanis Bechorim. We'll have the Siam at 745, courtesy of Rabbi Goldwasser, and I thank him. Tonight is Bedikas Chametz, the search for the Chametz. Um, Kiddush Lavana. the last time to say it is this evening before 10 p.m. here in New York. And, um... And yeah, tonight would be the last night for Kiddush Lavana. JM and the AM, more coming up on this uh, Tuesday morning. Reminder about the uh, Yad Sarah campaign. There are people in Israel in desperate need of respirators and ventilators. Yad Sarah provides them. Go to charity.com slash Yad Sarah, charity.com, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y.com slash Yad Sarah to participate in the um, in the campaign, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words: "Zechinishmas Harav Zevrebus of Alevi and Zechinishmas Esther Basrebus of Alevi." Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good morning. The Medrash in Yalkut Shmoni tells us Bnei Yisrael were redeemed in the schus, in the merit of their emuna, their faith in Hashem. The Zara Shimshon points out that we also learn. B'nai Yisrael were redeemed in the great merit of the blood of the Korban Pesach and the blood of the Bris Milah. Those were the two special mitzvot that Hashem gave them. The Zerashimshin comments that in truth, it was the original Amuna, the faith in Hashem, that Klai Yisrael believed in Hashem, that was able to weaken the Koach the power of spiritual impurity. For this reason, Klausra were able to wait until justice was served to Paroi, because Paroi was a kaifer. He denied the existence of Hashem. As it says, Mi Hashem, Asher Eshma Bekarloi. Who is Hashem that I should listen to his voice? L'shalech es Yisrael, to send B'nai Yisrael out. Lo yodati es Hashem, I don't know Hashem. And I will not send forth B'nai Yisrael. The only thing is that there wasn't enough power for Klai Yisrael to be taken out of the Mem Teshare Tumah, the 49 levels of spiritual impurity. It was only when Klai Yisrael did the additional mitzvot that they were able to go out of Mitzrayim. So we see that it was in the Schus of Amunah that the entire exodus of Egypt took place. 
the great Chosim Lublin, gave over to his son to inherit some of his personal belongings. While the son was going back home, after the Chosim Lublin left this world, he had the belongings with him. A terrible storm broke out, and he was forced to stay overnight in an inn. In the morning, when he was ready to leave, the innkeeper told him how much the money was that he owed him. And the son of the great Chosim Lublin, Yosef, told him, I don't have that much money. However, he said, I do have something which is very precious that I'm willing to give in lieu of payment. And he showed him the clock from the wall of the Chosim Lublin. The innkeeper says, fine, if you give me the clock, then you don't have to pay me anything. He took the clock and he put it on the wall of one of the rooms in the inn. Years later, the great Rabbi Yisachar Dov of Radoshitz came to stay in that same inn. He was given a room. That room was the one in which the clock of the Chazim Lublin was hanging on the wall. The entire night, Rabbi Yisachar Dov was up, pacing back and forth, singing and dancing, completely filled with joy. In the morning, he went to the innkeeper and he asked him, could you tell me where did you get that clock from? The innkeeper told him, I will tell you, a few years ago, there was a person, his name was Yosef, and he did not have payment. He couldn't pay me for the night that he stayed in the inn. So instead, he gave to me that clock. Ah, Rabbi Yisachar said, I thought it was. I thought that that clock was the Yerusha, the inheritance that he had from the Chosim of Lublin. Every clock in the world, every moment that it ticks, it means that the day is ending, the week is ending, the month is ending. However, this clock is different. With every moment that it ticks, every second, it means that we are coming closer to the Geula Shalema, to Mashiach's coming. And because of that, I couldn't sleep. I sang and I danced, and I was in great joy the entire night. May we all be zoche to great days of happiness and joy, to the coming Geula. And Bez Hashem, everybody who is ever in need of a Rafua Shalema should have Rafuas and Yeshuas, and all of Klal Yisrael should be safe and sound, healthy and well. L'orech yomim tovim. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
Everyone's coming over, shaking my hands. Einer will dance, and Einer will dance. Decker is, Lipa, get us to dance! Which song should go first? What should I do? Which glasses, which bacchus, which hat, which shoe? The Icker is to make you happy. The smiles on your faces, that's what I like to see. Stein, du bist Schein, du bist bereit, Mulle, Tam. Du strei, 
satisfy everybody. But one thing is for sure. When I go around to the hospitals, it breaks my heart. Of course, I would like to go every day to wonderful simchas. If it's in Florida or whatever it is. But as they say, not every day is Purim. And sometimes I have to go to the hospital and lift them up. And it breaks my heart. It really does. Not the other stuff. The other stuff is nonsense. This really breaks my heart. That I want to try to make people happy. And when I go in and I ask them, what's with you? Why are you crying? And I'm asking them,
J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday morning here at J.M. in the A.M. Getting closer and closer to the holiday of Pesach. Phil Rosen is with us. Uh, he's on the board of Yeshiva University, as you know. He is the vice chair of Birthright. He is the uh, former chairman of the American Friends of Likud and the vice chair currently of the Republican Jewish Coalition. And uh, <laughs> there's no Birthright to speak about right now and uh, barely any university because of the way things have gone. Uh, basically, classes is going on online. Well, except for this week, obviously. It's a, a break for Pesach. Uh, but we can talk about what's uh, happening in Israel. Phil Rosen, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nassim. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. And uh, as I always say, thank you so much for bringing so much great Judaism, Jewish music um, to the Kahal, to the uh, to the world. Always appreciate it. I thank you for that. Thank you very much. Sad about birthright, right? I mean, I you don't remember yeah. you don't remember an era in 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 the last couple of decades when flights weren't constantly going to Israel. No, this is this is tragic because so many uh, young people who could be brought closer to Judaism and closer to Israel aren't getting the opportunity today. It's it's literally a tragedy that. Uh, that the flights aren't flying and that uh, the groups aren't coming. Um, and uh, I feel bad for every one of the kids that and could have gone. So No question about it. The same way when uh, circumstances happen to get a kid to Israel, it's life-changing. Circumstances that keep a kid away from Israel, unfortunately, could be life-changing. So you're yeah. right about that. By the way, we should mention uh, your 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 family is mourning the recent loss of your father-in-law, Rabbi Leifer. I'm assuming a a victim of coronavirus. No, no. Oh, not he. He, he died of other causes, but um, he was uh, he was a real force. He was an amazing person. He was a Renaissance man who was uh, filled with Torah Judaism, but what was so a part of the rest of society and the rest of the world. I never met anybody who who knew crime and punishment inside out and, uh, on the other hand, um, went through four cycles of shots. And so very, very special man filled with happiness and thousands of people attended the Zoom funeral um, to hear about uh, to hear about him. Wow. Very special man. Very did, sad that he's gone. Did he spend his entire life in the New York area? He did. He did. His entire life was in New York. He lived, uh, he grew up in uh, Williamsburg and uh, then lived in the five towns for much of his, most of his life. 
Phil Rosen yeah. is. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Uh, Phil Rosen is with us. Um, well, look, I, <laughs> we talk about Israeli politics a lot, and you obviously have a, an affinity. Um, for good reason, to Benjamin Netanyahu, the current prime minister. Are, are you shocked that it looks like that he is going to remain as prime minister? No, I think this was the right move, and I think it's one that he's been pushing for a very long time. I think I said on your show uh, a few weeks ago, maybe months ago at this stage, I think I said that, uh, well, let's see, it was right before the playoffs, with the YU Mac. Yeah, it was so, March. Uh, you were here March 4th. You were March 4th. You were with us. March 4th. So I, I said on the show that there would be people from the Blue and White Party and their coalition moving over to Likud, and that will make um, a Likud unity government um, going forward. And so far, it looks like that's correct. I think the, the beauty of it is that... Um, uh, is that the head of the Blue and White Party made the decision um, to move over to uh, a unity government, particularly in light of all that's going on in Israel, the coronavirus and all the other issues that they're facing. Unity government is the right solution. And I think that, uh, you know, thank God they're doing it this way. And I think the rotating um prime ministership is probably the right approach. And I think Bibi will make this work. Um, I think Gantz will also make it work. I think the uh, uh, the people who will struggle are the people left out of this government, like Lieberman and, um, uh, and Lapid, who are uh, made some bad choices. And I think they'll be uh, they'll be on the sidelines with the Arabs. Yeah, I hear that. Why has this taken so long? Why is this unity government not officially begun at this point? So the the, um, the last few weeks have been spent um, allocating portfolios. Um, you know, who gets this ministry, who gets that ministry, and um, the negotiating teams have spent an enormous amount of time on this. The very difficult uh, issues particularly in light of the fact that you've got a, a large number of people who are expecting um, ministerships or some uh, position of authority. And so I think uh, I think they're doing it carefully and slowly, but I think they'll get to the right solution. So even in emergency um, situations, there's still <laughs> political football going on. <laughs> even, sure even when there's a crisis, there's still a negotiation to be had. <laughs> That's exactly right. No, exactly. <laughs> Phil Rosen uh, is with us. Do you, do you, so the, here's the bottom line, and, and this is one of the reasons, honestly, be, yeah. because it's really the only topic we can discuss uh, at this yeah. point. Uh, it's the only fluid situation in the Jewish world at this point, uh, aside from coronavirus. Um, it, my question to you was, was, was this the magic of the diplomatic BB doing something that likely no other politician would have been skilled enough to do, or was it the inexperience of guns who you know would not listen to his colleagues who were warning him about this skilled BB that he was up against uh, that got this done? Which one was it? It's the first. It's uh, it's BB's skill. Uh, I think um, you know Gans is not a skilled politician, but I I just uh, believe that um, he realized it was the right thing to do. I don't think it had anything to do with not listening to his colleagues. I think his colleagues. 
we're uh, we're looking forward to a fourth election, and uh, that would have been a giant mistake. Right, and they felt that would be the only way to 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 get the prime ministership at that point. Exactly. Interesting. Exactly. I'll tell you. So here's where we're at. Where we're basically at is it's going to be at some point after Pesach, it's going to be 18 more months of BB. Do you assume this will be his swan song and he will retire as prime minister at that point? No, I would never say that. <laughs> really? I would never say that. I think uh, I think he's the, one of the greatest leaders the Jewish people have ever had. I think um, he and Menachem Begin have been. Uh, have been outstanding, and I think that uh, you know I'm hopeful that uh, he's able to take us to greater, even greater heights. So, 36 months from now, you would not be shocked if he's running for prime minister again. Who knows? I think that's uh, that's a possibility. I think that uh, you know he's young enough that he can continue to do this for for years to come. Remember, he's so much younger than the people running for president of the United States. Right, that, that's true. He, he's almost he's almost like the youth group in uh, <laughs> in in shul. Um, you know. But uh so he's got the possibility of many years to come. You know some would say that's not saying much Phil when you say that he's younger than the people running for president of the United States. It's, it's actually funny. <laughs> Most of the world is younger than people running for president of the United States. Uh so very interesting I'll tell you. So he is a brilliant diplomat to say the least. A very skilled politician and the bottom line is uh, when it looked like he was losing the ability to hold on to the grasp of the prime ministership, he figured out exactly how to do it. And yeah. uh, and his uh, and his opponents, or at least the colleagues of his opponents, um, they weren't ready to tolerate it. They weren't ready to go in and form a government with him. It, it was only Gans who said that he would go ahead and do it. No, I think the amazing thing is that the anti-BB um, forces in the blue and white and uh, their cohorts um i think they just couldn't get it out of their heads that uh that a unity government made sense and that bb was going to be the the liquid representative they thought that liquid was going to break away and that makes no sense they've been led by bb for the longest time and it literally makes no sense that they thought that they were they were going to get a separation inside Likud. Wow, very interesting. Um, are you? I mean, I'm sure you're not shocked by his leadership during the whole coronavirus situation. Some people are claiming that the best country to be in right now, outside of B'nai Brock, obviously, uh, is Israel. Uh, do no, you? Have, you have? It's you have, true. You have any? It's, you have any idea if American officials have consulted with him or been in touch with him or have said a word to him during this time? No, they definitely have been speaking to him, um, and I think they're, in some respects, probably taking some advice from him. I think he's just done a fabulous job of uh, of controlling um, the coronavirus in Israel. And I think the total lockdown on Pesach is just one more feature of, uh, of what he's doing the right way. You know, I, I think that... Um, he knows what it's like as a military leader and as a leader of a country for so many years. He knows what it's like to um, to bring order to the country, and I think that uh, he's done it. So, you know, he's had the experience of intifada and all sorts of other things um, and using his army to uh, to bring 
uh, order, and I think he's done a great job of, uh, of using the forces he has to keep um, to keep the people safe and and as well as can be. It's unbelievable. He never misses an opportunity to do things the right way. It seems, you know. <laughs> he's, Thank you. I agree. He's I met agree with 100%. he's met he's met with a crisis, and in hindsight, his reputation is that he, you know, he got everyone through the crisis properly. I mean, I you know yeah. I got to be careful about how I say that because some say he left Gaza too early, things like that. But you know, those those are debatable, and you can't come to a a real conclusion about those about those moves. But in this case, you can come to a real conclusion about how he's handled coronavirus. You bet. And remember, he's not the one who left Gaza. Right. Yeah, Gaza was a full, fully different government. No, no, no. I'm talking about the. I'm talking about 2014. Whether he left too uh, early. 2014. Right. Got it. Got left it. But but also, some might argue that that wasn't his decision either. You know, there are generals who are helping him make that decision. But you know, he does he does uh, he he does have the attitude of the buck stops here. And this yep. in this case in 2020, it certainly seems like he's uh, in complete control. So. Yeah, and I think uh, I'm I'm so hopeful that in May or June that we'll have flights going back to Israel and that the birthright trips will start again in July. That's, Please, God. That's my prayer because I think uh, for the Jewish world, we need that. And to lose yeah. a summer would be crazy. That would be a very difficult period of time. It's one thing when you lose the uh, you know, the, the, the spring and fall trips, but uh, to lose the summer when so many want to go would be really devastating. Yeah. The summer is usually 35,000 people going. Wow. On birthright, and uh, the rest of the year is fifteen thousand. That's the uh, those are the stats. And to lose the thirty five thousand uh, possible um, groups is just it's tragic. That would be something. That would be terrible. Uh, Phil Rosen, he's former chair of the American Friends of Likud. He's the vice chair of the Republican Jewish Coalition Board of YU, and of course the vice chair of Birthright. Israel. Uh, Phil, to your family, first of all, only smachot going forward, and we take this opportunity to wish you a chag kasher v'sameach, and stay healthy. You, you and your family Thank stay healthy you. during this time. Thank you. And also, you forgot, go Max. And go Next Max. <laughs> what could have been? My kids said to me the other day, on Sunday, they said we would have been in Atlanta today for the final, you know? That's so true. <laughs> I thought about it as well. Uh, yeah. It would have been the two biggest Mac fans are you you and your family <laughs> and me and my family. So. Yeah, I don't think we could match you, but all right. <laughs> but, my, my nephew Gabe is back next year, as is uh, most of the rest of the team. So thank God. And they've got a couple of good recruits coming on board. So yeah, it could be exciting. a very, very powerful team again. And what an act! They, what an act they have to follow with that massive winning streak. You bet. Uh, thank you, you. Thank you, Phil. And thank you. And thank you for all you do. Appreciate Nothing. that very, very thank much. You. There he is, Phil Rosen. Wednesday morning broadcast here at JM and the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com and the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Um, tomorrow, our Siyum, Rabbi Goldwasser, and the Siyum Pratanus Bechorim is going to happen at 7.45. Keep that in mind, 7.45. And um, we'll announce all the times tomorrow morning in terms of what you need to know for the... Uh, Upcoming holiday. And um, all of us should have a happy and healthy Pesach, as unusual as this Pesach might be for many, many people out there. Totally understood.
Shoresh with Tal. Words we normally would say Thursday in synagogue at JM in the AM.
Matzah is what Ima said Cause all the days of Pesach there's no more bread There's a lot of cleaning for every Jew Then we'll sit down and have Seder too Matzah's all we're eating, eating, eating Matzah's all we're eating cause there's no more bread Matzah's all we're eating, eating, eating Matzah's all we're eating cause there's no more bread All of the children got up and said Manishtana so wine no bread Called in the Abba and the Abba said We were slaves in Egypt so no more bread Mars is all we're eating, eating, eating Mars is all we're eating cause there's no more bread Mars is all we're eating, eating, eating Mars is all we're eating cause there's no more bread When all the children heard what Abba said They said tell us more why no more bread Abba said listen up to the words we said We were slaves in Egypt so no more bread Mars is all we're eating, eating, eating Mars is all we're eating cause there's no more Not a sign of bread We burnt it before Pesach Is what Ima said And when we left Egypt We ran ahead Didn't have the time To make the bread Matzah's all we're eating Eating, eating Matzah's all we're eating Cause there's no more bread Matzah's all we're eating Eating, eating Matzah's all we're eating Cause there's no more bread Cleaned all the skillets Cleaned around the bed Make sure the house Has no more bread Taking all the chametz Out of my head Open all the matzah cause there's no more bread Matzah's all we're eating, eating, eating Matzah's all we're eating cause there's no more bread Matzah's all we're eating, eating, eating Matzah's all we're eating cause there's no more bread Pesach is drawing near Every little corner is clear not a single drop of promise can be found When the Dika promise comes around Go ahead, take some bread Make ten pieces which around the house will spread Dad will call, one by one He'll make sure to gather every tiny crumb Through the night, by candlelight Search is on until there's nothing left inside. Then after dawn, out on the lawn, we'll burn it in the fire till it's gone. Our family worked so hard to make this Yom Tov extra special. Cleaning and shopping, baking matzos, and studying the Haggadah, the story of Pesach. Four cups, Four questions, four sons, ten makos. There's so much to learn and so much to share. So let's all gather round the table as we begin the Pesach Seder. Matzah, 
J.M. in the A.M. on a Tuesday morning. We've been telling you over the last few days since Friday about the uh, campaign going on uh, to help Yad Sarah do what they do best. Yad Sarah, as you know, in Israel, with over 100 locations throughout the country, is always lending equipment, is always taking care of the uh, medical needs of uh, those in Israel from literally the... uh, the northern part of the country, all the way down to Eilat. And uh, now they're in a special campaign. They're in a campaign because of coronavirus where they are um, trying to make sure that the supply of ventilators, respirators, and other necessary equipment does not run out. And this campaign, thank God, is now in bonus time, Baruch Hashem. There are 12.4 million shekel trying to get to 13 million by this uh, afternoon. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, as I've mentioned many times during this campaign, many, many, many of us in the New York, New Jersey area, aside from those listening around the country and around the world in Israel, many of us have utilized these services of Yad Sarah. You get to Israel, you need a cane, you need a walker, you need bathroom equipment, uh, you need a wheelchair. Very, very often, I would say almost always, It'll come from Yad Sarah. So please support Yad Sarah at this time. Charity.com slash Yad Sarah. C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash Yad Sarah. Y-A-D-S-A-R-A. Mr. Aaron Frankel is with us live via telephone. He is the a generous person who is matching every donation that comes to the Charity.com website for Yad Sarah. Mr. Frankel, shalom and welcome to JM in the AM. Shalom and good morning to all of you. Pleasure to speak with you. Before we talk about this specific campaign, somebody like yourself who's made such a commitment, we're curious, uh, since our listeners are meeting you for the first time, how you first got involved with Yad Sara. I first got involved in the early days when Reburi Lapulyansky established Yad Sara and his uh, modest home in Jerusalem uh, based on that that. Some neighbors, some children had a problem with uh, oxygen and breathing, and uh, he didn't find the right uh, solution or the right equipment to buy. So the idea came to collect uh, different medical equipment, and by the years it grew up to a very big establishment, as you mentioned, with more than 100 branches and uh, thousands of volunteers and it's serving every year. For those who are not familiar and for those who are thinking that Israel does have some great hospitals, which they do, and they're likely taking care of the coronavirus uh, victims, the uh, coronavirus patients, uh, can you explain why it's so urgent that ventilators and respirators get into Yad Sarah's hands so they can distribute them now throughout the country? As you see, uh, also I'm, I believe in New York, the bottleneck is uh, respirators, uh, oxygen machines, uh, oxygen cylinders. This is the bottleneck. Yatsara is serving about 6,000 patients at home. So uh, at the early stage, when you start 
already to fail, you have breathing problems, or you are needed for a system, Yad Sarah is there for you with ambulances, doctors, and people. They bring uh, uh, oxygen balloon home. They bring a, a respirator and home and helping you to go over this situation. You got a lot of elderly which are connected to Yad Sarai around the clock. Uh, it's called Lachsan Metsuka when you are pushing the bottom if you have a problem and Yad Sarai people answer you around the clock. And, uh, and uh, you have a big shortage in Israel of this equipment. And because Yad Sarai is so well established, and have the good connection with the suppliers, <clears throat> we order and triple the orders. We order 5,000 respirators, uh, 800 cylinders with oxygen, 220 uh, ventilator machines uh, for breathing. And uh, it's coming step by step during the last few weeks and continuing to come in these days, uh, Mamesh. So uh, all of that is done with fully 8,000 volunteers, which caring about the people needed in all over Israel. Uh, Mr. Aaron Frankel is with us live via telephone. He is the individual who is matching everything that's given at charity.com slash Yatsarah. A disinfectant kit is $50, oxygen generator 1000 and a life support ventilator or home hospitalization equipment unit. $5,000 each. No matter what you give, it's being doubled uh, by Mr. Frankel. Go to charity.com slash Yatsara, charity, C H A R I D Y dot com slash Yatsara, Y A D S A R A. As one who travels like you do, Mr. Frankel, it's a, um, I, I'm, I'm sure you agree with the assessment that I mentioned earlier that many, many people in this audience and many people around the world have taken advantage of Yatsara's kindness and generosity when they get to Israel. This is not only, and I don't want to minimize it, this is not only helping save lives in Israel, which is so urgent and important, but people should realize that Yad Sarah is an organization that has directly affected them. For they and their family members, they have been there with equipment, they've been there in emergency situations. You mentioned the ambulances, rides to hospitals, rides to therapy, etc. All of this being done for Jews around the world. So when people are listening from thousands of miles away, wondering about the value of supporting a cause in Israel during this time, the answer is you're supporting a cause that really has taken care of worldwide jury. Yes, you are right, 100%. And uh, I can tell you moreover that uh, handicapped people coming to visit Israel, Yad Sarai is also taking a special car and uh, sometimes a nurse or a doctor to escort them to see Israel when they are uh, unable to do it in a regular transport. So Yatsara has many, many rights on its own, and uh, what is working on the day-to-day is working much better at emergency times. So we are doing our best, and I'm calling again. I will double any donation, any cent, any dollar, any hundred dollars, any amount that you will donate, I will double for the benefit of Yatsara. And everybody out there can participate by going to charity.com slash Yatsara, charity.com slash Yatsara. And that, that's actually how I wanted to conclude, and that is with you helping me, um, uh, urging people to give. I, I don't think anyone can possibly 
uh, make a more urgent plea than with what you have done, and that is committed uh, to matching everything that has come in till this point, which, as we, as we mentioned, is now nearing 12.5 million shekels. So I, I guess when someone like yourself makes a commitment like that, that's what we call putting your money where your mouth is. It's a cause that's worthwhile, that's worthwhile for world jury to support. And one last point, and I'm sure you've seen this uh, in your uh, relationship with Uri and with Yad Sarah, they have a, a remarkable way of using every shekel and every dollar to the maximum. Uh, this is an organization that tries very hard to get everything they can out of everyone's donation. So for those who feel better when they give to a cause where they know that the money's being used well, they can be rest assured that it's being used well at this point. 100% correct. Uh, it's amazing to see such a volume of activity which is done with 100% voluntarily. It's unbelievable. It's, that is how this organization is working. And uh, it's amazing to see that more than 24,000 donors gave already their money, even small amounts. Right. And uh, a lady is writing, for Yad Sarah, what you did for my late uh, mother, thank you, I'm giving you 10 shekels. Right. Or another one is writing, I'm giving you 20 shekels. I know I'm myself a needy person in a very bad shape, but I feel like I must do it because you, we, we give back love to Yad Sarah. So guys, open your heart and do everything you can and support in this emergency situation the needy in Israel. I appreciate your time, and I take this opportunity to wish that you and your family stay healthy during this crisis, and a Chag Kasher V'Sameach. Thank you. All the very best. Mr. Aaron Frankel, he is the matcher. He is the person who has made the commitment. He's the person who is hoping that his commitment to Yad Sarah gets larger and larger. He wants all of us to participate, because every time we participate, his commitment to Yad Sarah gets bigger and bigger, and that's what he wants. He wants it to get bigger and bigger. Go to charity.com slash Yad Sarah. Give now. And, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even going to say give before Pesach. I'm going to say give in the next few hours because it's going to end early this afternoon. And let them get to their goal. Their goal is now 13 million shekel. They're over 12.4. So help get to the goal. Charity.com slash Yad Sarah. Charity.com slash Y-A-D. S A R A, and I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask that those in our audience who are in that category, that you've gone to Israel and you've been helped by the organization with any piece of equipment for your friends, for your family, in an emergency, etc. Everybody should be giving, but if you're in that category, then please pay care, pay even more attention to this campaign and give what you can. Charity.com/slash Yatsara, C H A R I D Y.com. Slash Yad Sarah. Tuesday morning broadcast, JM and the AM. Tonight, Bedikas Chametz. Tonight, the final night to say Kiddush Levana, something we don't normally announce, but because nobody's been in shul recently, you may not realize that tonight's the final night for Kiddush Levana, and I know a lot of people want to make sure to say that. Tomorrow's Erev Pesach. We'll announce all the times. The time that we will announce right now is that the Siyum, Rabbi Golwasser's Siyum, will take place at 7.45. 7.45 tomorrow morning right here at JM and the AM. Starot, you're there. Call a marshavot, you're there. 
Matityahu Cohen Gadol Uvanah Amda Malchut Yavan Leashkicham Toratenu Bimei Achash Verosh Leaman Arasha Ratzu Lechalotenu Verak Anta Shomer Aleinu Rak Ata Mercy, Matilino, me, Adam. 
ונפלאות שבכל דור ודור מהללים ותשבחות וכן משאיר מזמור גם ביום הזה ממש זה בכלל לא מובן מימיננו משמאלנו רוצים לכלותנו I've once more come alive In a show where Tyra and Tefillah thrive Three days a week I'm on display My words are read out loud Which fills my heart with joy And makes me proud But now again I cry 
J.M. and the A.M. with the A.B. Rottenberg and Baruch Levine, the place where they belong. Well, the place we belong now is outside of Shul, unfortunately, and eventually let's hope we get back to the place where we do belong, uh, and that is uh, in Shul, Bezrat Hashem. J.M. and the A.M. before that with Yonatan Sheinfeld. You heard Shomer Aleinu and Rifana Tuesday morning. Badika's Chametz tonight. Search for the Chametz tonight. Kiddush Lavana tonight, if you haven't said it yet. Um, anybody who's been, anybody who has seen a definitive answer for those who do not say uh, Morid Hatal, for those who do not say Morid Hatal, if you've seen a definitive answer about what we should do during Shmona Esrei at home on uh, Thursday, meaning Musaf Shmona Esrei, let me know. Do we say Mashavaruach or not? during that silent Shmona Estre on Thursday for those who do not have a minute to say Maurit Hatal. If you've seen this in print somewhere from a rabbi, please, uh, please um, uh, send it to me. Nachum at NachumSiegel.com, Nachum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at NachumSiegel, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com. We also have... Um, we're asking everybody to participate in our 2020 fundraiser. If you could help us before Pesach, that would be amazing. Keep JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network going. FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org. 
And we thank you very, very much. Yaakov Shweki at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. with Yaakov Shweki and company in Vahisha Amda as we get closer and closer to the holiday of Pesach. We mentioned earlier our uh, friends at Shari Tzedek Medical Center and how incredible a hospital they are. And one of the people that has been um, followed closely on Facebook and through her blog is Rachel Gamara. Rachel Gamara is a uh, nurse at Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem and is uh, literally on the front lines of this coronavirus pandemic that is uh, affecting Israel and uh, the entire globe as we know. We know it from this area right here. Rachel Gamara, uh, welcome to JM in the AM. Hi, thank you for having me. Pleasure to speak with you. Um, and we should note that right now you're not in the hospital. Right now you're uh, uh, you're not working at this moment. I'm at home. Right. Um, what what is the feeling like? And and we saw because those of us who follow you on Facebook have seen um, what is necess- how it, how necessary it is to dress or what's necessary to put on in order to uh, deal with the coronavirus situation. Uh, how does it feel when that shift begins, when you know you're you're entering uh, what is essentially a, a dangerous place, but at the same time a place where people really need your help? Uh, it's a little. It was a little bit scary at first. I was definitely nervous about it, but now uh, it's you know we we kind of got used to it. We know how important the work is, and you know it's not really. I feel very safe, like with my protective gear, which is obviously makes a big difference and you know the they really the patients really do need medical and any any kind of care so you know we're happy to be there um do you know colleagues who've gotten sick do you have are there healthcare workers in shari tzedek who unfortunately are not well at this point um i haven't heard of anyone the the second someone from our staff doesn't feel well then they automatically can't go to work and they test them. And so far, everyone that they've tested has been negative. Rachel Gamara is with us from Jerusalem. Uh, the gear that you're wearing looks much more extensive than what we're used to seeing on TV, uh, what they're wearing in New York and New Jersey hospitals. Is it much different? Is that only a photo from a, from a specific case that where you had to uh, be dressed in a certain way? Or is it really um, you know, extra precautionary and therefore looks the way it does? So, I mean, there are different levels of protective gear, um, but most, like most of the time, you do need the full hazmat suit just because there is a lot of patients and there is a lot of things that we need to do there. So if, if we're there, if we're going to be there for, you know, a, a longer period of time, then they do prefer that we go in with the full, um, the full protective gear, the hazmat suit and every, like all of that stuff. Would you be considered someone who deals with emergency coronavirus situations, meaning the ER or um, or ICU patients or standard coronavirus patients, if there's such a thing, or all of the above? So there is, there is it's probably be, like the between ER and ICU, but we do have intubated patients also. There is, a, we have the majority of the patients that are between moderate and also severe but the, there's also a separate ICU, like for the patients that need even more intensive care. 
As you know, we have a really special relationship with Shari Tzedek and, and laud them for the incredible work that they do. Uh, is the, I mean, uh, like we're used to seeing here, is the hospital overcrowded at this point? Is it difficult to deal with the sheer numbers of people that are coming into Shari Tzedek? Um, I'm not really sure what's going on in the other uh, words, but with the corona patients, we're definitely getting quite a lot of them. And they've had to um, they've had to build new like new uh, new units for the corona patients, and they're it just keeps expanding more and more. Like we started out with Ketel Aleph, and they're already last night yesterday they opened Ketel Hay, so it's really it's growing quite extensively. Uh, Rachel Gamara is with us, nurse at Shari Tzedek Medical Center. Um, one of the and we mentioned this yesterday on the air on a couple of occasions. Uh, one of the uh, the things that we are used to, those of us who've been in hospitals during quote-unquote regular times, and those in general who deal with hospitals, we know that nurses are on the front lines, and, and usually a large percentage, I, I said 99%, that may have been too high, but a large percentage of the nurse-patient experience uh, is is going to reflect the type of experience the patient has in the hospital. On top of that, on top of that, uh, we know what it's like in the Jewish world and therefore in Israel, where people who are, I mean, not to say that other people aren't concerned about their loved ones, obviously they are, but it seems our circle of loved ones and friends is much larger than other communities. And people are are quite, um, uh, not just curious, but concerned about how everybody is doing. With all that in mind, it must be very difficult to manage the desire to keep family members up to date on what's happening at the same time care for the patients. Yeah, it's for sure one of the biggest challenges we have right now. Um, a lot of the patients now are also elderly, so for them to be by themselves is is really difficult for them, and also it makes it difficult for us because we have to be there. We have to, to keep a much keep an eye on them a lot more closely, and it definitely makes it a lot harder for us. But um, you know, we're doing our best. You know, like they're adding more staff. They're helping, supporting us with more staff, so that's helping a lot also. But um, it's for sure a huge challenge. And the, the rule is like we're used to here, where everybody who comes to the hospital stays unaccompanied? Uh, the, you mean the people that go into the corona yeah. unit? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, no, it's because it's such high exposure and it's it's so contagious, it wouldn't be safe to bring in a family member that wasn't that's healthy and that doesn't have the virus. And also because even family members that are that let's say did get infected, but they they don't need to be hospitalized. It just takes up room for patients that actually really do need those hospital beds. Do you have people begging you to keep them informed about their family? Uh, we get yeah, we get phone calls all the time. I feel like a, a lot of the work that I'm doing is just answering phone calls, talking to families, updating them on the medical situation. That's for sure a big part of it. Are, are, uh, how do I put this? Are plenty of people surviving? Are plenty of people who get into the ICU on the real road to recovery? Or it's uh, tough to tell already at this point? Uh, it is tough to tell. Uh, it's definitely, I mean, most of the patients, thank God, are recovering well from it. But as time goes on, we're definitely seeing cases that are more severe and more intubations. Patients that are a lot older, a lot of comorbidities, so that does make it a lot more challenging. And um, the survival rate, it's definitely, it's much harder to treat, but 
um, the treatment, like in Charitetic, they're really doing everything. Like anyone who needs a ventilator is getting one, and they're really getting the most optimal care. So that's for sure helping. But it's it's definitely a tough disease, and um, you know, it's 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 definitely one of the harder kind of um, like pneumonia kind of cases that I've seen. How many years are you a nurse? Uh, ten and a half. Um, Sharet Sedek has this correct reputation of not just being a Jerusalem hospital because of the layout and, and sometimes the lack of medical facilities in other areas of Israel. People come from all over. Are you getting that feeling that people are coming from many, many kilometers away in order to get uh, help at Sharet Sedek? Uh, I think so. Also, Sharet Sedek, in this crisis, they're one of the leading. We kind of decided that they're going to be one of the leading centers also treating these um, corona patients. So for sure, I mean, a lot, you know, Jerusalem does have a lot of corona patients as it is, so that's definitely not the majority, but also from all, like, the Yeshuvim around and Beitar and every, pretty much everywhere. It's, yeah, it's definitely getting from a lot of places. Which post or description of yours on Facebook has gotten the most reaction? What have people been touched by in terms of what you'd have to say about this experience? I think the one that got the most uh, response was probably when I spoke about um, Arya Evan, uh, which is the first patient that, um, the first corona patient that passed away in Israel. And he died in Sharitetic on when I was working, and I was the first one kind of um, to deal with, with his death and be there when he passed away. Wow. And that is how he's known in Israel as Israel's first victim. Right. Wow, unbelievable. Um, what can I say? Call mm-hmm. it kavod to you. I mean, the uh, like I said, the, and like many are always saying, the uh, the front lines are manned by uh, people like yourself and uh, at a place that's very special mm-hmm. to us in Jerusalem, Israel, at Sharitzadik Medical Center. Uh, con- continued good health for you and your family and continued success in getting people on the road to recovery as soon as possible. Uh, you are entering an area that many of us would hesitate a thousand times before ever entering, and for that alone you are to be admired. And I take this opportunity to wish you a Chag Kasher V'Sameach. Thank you so much. Thank you. Chag Sameach. Rachel Gemara, she is a nurse at Shari Tzedek Medical Center. She's gotten a lot of attention through her Facebook posts and her her updates about what's happening uh, in her life right now through this experience. And we wish her and all the thousands and thousands of nurses in Israel in the United States and around the world, continued success in uh, in helping the doctors and medical personnel and all the technicians getting people back on the road to recovery as soon as possible. The thousands that have been lost to this disease is way too many, of course, as we know. More coming up. You're listening to a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM. Say no, no blood, no. I call this 
J.M. in the A.M. Medikas Chometz, the search for the Chometz is tonight. Tomorrow morning, our Siyam for Tanis Bechorim is at 7.45 with Rabbi Goldwasser. 7.45 Eastern time tomorrow morning here at J.M. in the A.M. And, um, and what else? Tomorrow morning, we'll announce all the times. Um... We'll give you a nice Erev Pesach program, as you would expect. And to get ready for the big holiday, which begins on a Wednesday night. Wednesday uh, night, Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, outside of Israel. Uh, days of Yom Tov and then Shabbos. 
Uh, Sunday, I have a feeling Matis is going to be on Sunday morning, Cholomoid, knowing him. <laughs> He's amazingly dedicated. Um, so he'll hopefully be on. And uh, Monday and Tuesday, I will be here, please God. And then uh, Wednesday and the Thursday next week is Yuntif outside of Israel. Um, and then Friday, of course, Isru Chag will have our weekly update. That'll be Isru Chag for us outside of Israel. Will be the 17th of April. Be a regular Friday for us with a weekly update and plenty more. And then we hope that this uh, coronavirus situation changes quickly. That's what we hope. Obviously, we have till April 30th here in the United States for all the mitigation uh, recommendations, etc., which would be another 10 days after uh, we get back the Monday after Pesach, but we'll see what happens. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and Nachum the Nachum Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a great Tuesday here at JM and the AM. Plenty coming up uh, here at uh, the Nachum Siegel Network, including Avrami's live lunch. This will be, let's see, Avrami's going to do a live lunch today. It will be the final live lunch until the 21st of April, two weeks from today. So treat him well. He'll be doing a live lunch from 11 until 1, and I thank him for that. And I thank all of you for tuning in. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Enjoy getting ready for the big holiday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.